Hello, this is Patrick from Expression, and I'd like to show you the basics of setting up your Expression Clip Store option on your Expression Studio system, including setting up PBUS. All right, we're looking at the layout mode of Expression, and what we need to do is work within sequence. So I'm going to click Sequence, and again, in our facility, we've already got a Clip Store database set up with some content in it, so I'm adding a device to it. That was done in another video, and we can show you later where to find it. But let's look at this right now. I've got my basic sequence that I can use for playing Expression. Well, I want to work with my clip system. So if I go under display, clip browser, that opens up another panel and you can see all the contents that are in my current clip browse system. That's great. Now the next thing I want to do is I need some place to assign those to play. So I go to display, virtual channels. And you notice the virtual clip channel panel is basically empty. How come? Well, because nothing's been assigned to it at this point. So if I can make that bigger or larger, it doesn't really matter. There's really not going to be anything in it. I'm going to move this up a little bit. I'm going to go under Edit, Hardware Setup. And in the Hardware Setup menu, I'm going to go all the way to the right to Server Channels. And I need to add some server channels. Now, I'm working with Virtual Frame Buffer, so you can see the outputs. You probably will be working with Hard Frame Buffers. I'm going to click Add. And the first virtual channel that I'm going to assign, I'm going to say OK. And I'm going to assign it to a frame buffer. And I'm assigning it to Virtual Output 1. And I'm going to make it play in layer minus one. And I'm also going to tell that anything that I queue on this will queue to the frame buffer. In other words, when it gets put into play, it starts in the frame buffer paused on frame one so the control room can see there's actually content there. I'm going to add another channel and I'm not going to set that up. So I'm going to set that to channel two. And I'm going to assign that to virtual buffer number two. And I'll make that also be minus one. And you'll see why later. And I'm not going to set the server channel to queue on the frame buffer. Great. Now I've got virtual frame buffers and I have monitors for them. If I take this graphic flying stars and drag it up to my output, you'll see that it parks on that first frame. If I go ahead and I click play, you'll see it play in the output. If I do the same thing, but unload that on channel two, I'm going to do the same thing to channel one and I put it in the frame. Nothing appears on the output. Let me put that up there so you can actually see it and confirm nothing's there. If I click play, then it will show. If I eject it, it's blank again, and I'll put that back up. You'll see, again, it doesn't start to play. It's just queued in my virtual output channel. On my user interface, it actually hasn't sent it to the frame buffer. So that's what that queue to first frame tool is going to be for. I'm going to move this down a little bit so you can see the rest of the work that I'm going to do here. I'm going to eject this current clip, and I'm just going to add things to a sequence. I literally go and find them and drag them. And you notice right now, this number here is just the order in the database. It doesn't mean anything. It's sorting it alphabetically. If I drag an asset up into my sequence, it gets queued to put in. I'm just going to put a couple in here, and I'm going to put some that are um, moving video just so you get a better view of what it really is. And I'm going to add a couple here. Actually, let's not use that one. Let's use our friend Kimothy. Okay, and put one more. Now you notice typical expression workflow. If I go and I start to execute this playlist, you'll see that assets will start to play. And as I step through them, you'll see them appear on the output. And you'll see that they're playing. And they're cuts. Well, let's solve that problem right away. I can actually highlight my individual items, or all of them, and I've got them selected. I'm going to go to my Take Inspector, and I'm going to choose Transition. And I'm going to make this obvious. So I'm going to select Push. I'm going to have it push from left to right for the out. And for the in, I'm also going to make it push left to right. So you notice now, if I come back up to my transition column, they're all set to push. So I'm going to go back and select that first item. 
and I'm going to play at the output and you see it slid in. I'm going to play the next one. You'll see that it slides in. This is going to be more obvious because it's full screen video and more of the Kimothy and you'll see that these are sliding in. So you get the idea. That way I can actually have transitions for my clips. It's really pretty cool. Again, you'll notice even though there's these numbers here, they're called quick find, they're not recall numbers, but the sequencer does assign take IDs to those assets in the playlist. What we do have is what we call a recall ID, and recall IDs are permanent to the asset in the database, and what that allows you to do is let things like machine control under VDCP or PBUS, uh, AMP or Rostalk make a direct call for a direct asset so that it can trigger playout. So let's set up PBUS just so you get the idea. I'm going to go under Edit, Hardware Setup, GPI Boards, Add, I'm going to select PBUS, I'm going to select OK. And I'm going to enable this, which is already done, in the mode I'm going to select is TCP IP, which means it's going to work over my network. And when I click OK, that basically means it's opened up this port and it's monitoring that particular port. Um, I'm going to click Close. And now I want to display PBUS. I'm going to minimize these frame buffers for a minute just to get them out of our way. I'm going to come up and choose from display, PBUS mapping. And in the PBUS mapping menu, I've got this little gear here and that's allowing me to set up and configure my devices. So I'm going to click on it and I'm going to add my first device and I'm going to call this channel one, need the L on there. And I'm going to choose my server default channels, channel one. I'm going to add a second one. And you'll see why in a bit. I'm going to call this channel 2, and I want that to control within channel 2. So I've assigned two channels here, and you can see now what I've got. I've got a tab for channel 1, a tab for channel 2. Now, you're like, well, what am I going to do with this? Well, here's where this is cool. This item here has a recall ID. I'm going to click and drag it and just put it straight up there. I'm going to make it so when they trigger PBUS number 1 for device 1, they'll see the Kimothy video play. Uh, if I have something that doesn't have a recall ID, for example, like this, if I right-click on the item and I choose Edit, the Edit panel comes up, and I'm going to go in and assign this a recall ID of 2120 and click Save. So now I can assign that to here. Now, it's pretty cool that you can assign assets, but check this out. I also have the ability to reach into most anything that you can do programmatically, what we call an API. Um, some of those handles are available to us as well. So I'm going to go to channel function and I'm going to write in by dragging that I want the system to clear that channel. So for example, if I right click now to test this and I right click and choose play, and you'll see that that clip will load. And then I right click on clear single channel, it goes away. So I can actually have it set so the switcher can trigger the video to play or erase the channel. So I have the opportunity to set all those kind of pieces together. Pretty cool. Now I'm going to do one more thing here. I'm going to hide the PBUS mapping. I'm going to move this over here for a minute. And what I really want to do is set this up slightly differently. I'm going to go back to my hardware setup and my server channels. And remember we set the server channel 2, we put it to virtual output 2. Well, I'm going to put that to virtual output 1 and I'm going to make this be layer 2. Just because I can't. Let's be simple and make it layer 0. So 0 is on top of minus 1. I'm going to take this video of Kimothy and I'm going to put it in frame buffer one and I'm going to have it loop and I'm going to trigger it to play. Now the next thing I'm going to do is I've got this animated station logo. I'm going to put that in my virtual frame buffer two or virtual channel two, I should say, and tell it to loop. And when I click play, what I want you to notice, watch what happens over Kimothy here. You'll see that on that channel one output, 
I've got two videos playing because that Channel 9 logo there is keyable and it's on top of the video of Kimothy. So I actually have two items or two clips playing on top of each other within the same frame buffer because I've got those channel assignments and hardware outputs and I can put multiple layers on the same hardware output. So just a cool way that you can play with this. I've shown you layering, I've shown you the sequences, I've shown you how to move things in the sequences, transitions, how to set up your virtual buffers, and even PBUS interfaces.